Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey dive deep into why social media is successful and how you should be utilizing different social platforms in your marketing strategy. Hey, we're back. I guess that's I don't a new see, thing on your plate too. I don't see this in the feed at all. So I don't know what happened. Um, with, if maybe people who are attending the event are attending the event, but I don't see anything in the feed right now. Um, so you don't see the live video, you mean? I've been scrolling, ref- refreshing. No, I mean, I'm sure if I go to your page, it'll pop up. But Yeah, so I go to my page and it has see you in a few topic. Uh, and then again, we're, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, all right, just cool, on the fly. All right, so um, just a little tech stuff, guys, just figuring out how it's a distribution test, actually, is what this really is. I want to (laughs) see if I keep doing this, if we get more views, or is it it annoying people? And specifically, Tracy, um, the reminder I know you guys get when I go live, did you get any reminders when I put that post out that it's an event. I don't think you should. You'd have to you'd have to click it and like ask for the reminder or something. I don't I, I think it's just anyway. So a nice static image would look nice there, Corey, of something. That's why I was saying that this morning. Because uh when it shows up, it just shows it as 9 30 and it's just a blank box and it's nothing there. So cool. gives some some the uh, gives people something to look at. So I wanted to talk about social media works. And I I wanted to talk about this because and I just made a video on my story. You asked me who are my ideal person was, who our ideal person was, and I have a much better answer today. And I have a much better thought around this, especially after talking to Joe Conroy. Uh, I want to give some credit to Joe first of giving another unassuming guest, adding in an insightful nugget that kind of changed my mindset on how I look at marketing and business, even if so subtle. Because he said something that I didn't really think about, which is we're always talking to people about you know having a niche. And you might think about that as a as a pharmacist, you know, from Alabama who rides horses or whatever. But what I'm realizing is that you could actually have a a niche. You can niche a person, a personality. You can niche a situation or a problem is what I've been thinking about. So it doesn't necessarily need to be one specific group where you're like, now I talk to engineers. Maybe you just solve a problem that engineers have or, or a specific issue. And that makes it seem broader, but you really still are focusing on a specific group. The only challenge I have with that, and, and I agree with part of that, how do you target a personality trait? How do you hone in on a good person or someone who fits a certain personality avatar? You don't like, they play in different places and they behave and, and show up in different mediums and areas. So that's a harder place to target. That would be my, you know, I, I my goal here is to give people value. And if you're watching and and Joe Conroy's had success with not having a niche target audience. And you think, well, I want to offer my services to everybody because I don't want to miss out on people as well. How do you target those people? I think that's where it's big. And I think it's harder online. I, 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 one of the things I'll also talk about with Joe is that he built a lot of offline relationships. And then when he started posting online, it magnified that. So that is a big deal. The other thing I think you have to do is show more video and things that get out your personality so you can find more like, like-minded like individuals. And that's where I think it comes into a lot of personal branding outside of just finance. Because if you're dealing with tax situations, maybe you deal with somebody in your wheelhouse, but they're not a good person because they still don't fit you know, mentally. You still, that, I guess that was my point too, that even when you do focus on somebody, say it's pharmacist or whatever, mm-hmm. they still need to click with you, you know, and, and they still need to be the right personality. So I guess to me, it would mean focusing on, like I said, and even more so maybe a problem, but then doing a lot of personal branding and putting yourself out there so that you put out the same energy that you have. And you're just more likely to focus on that group and that problem and find somebody who's like you. You are for sure. I I just, I always like to apply this stuff to me. Like, yes, I could help financial advisors be better marketers. I could help a baker be a better marketer. I could help the mechanic down the road be a better marketer. But if I talk to all three of them in general context and I don't focus where I'm speaking, how do I reach any of them, right? That that would be kind of where my head goes with that. Like That's I'm true. here on LinkedIn talking to advisors because I know advisors spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and mechanics are probably busy right now, not on LinkedIn. 
And that's where I battle back and forth between the focus when you have a conversation with somebody like Nick Nielsen and who he finds versus somebody who Joe finds it's different and they approach it differently. I just think there's a lot of ways to success and there's not maybe one way to do things, but, and and especially for Joe, I harp on that fact that a lot of what he does on social media is speaking to people who already know him offline. So I think if you're looking for the, the strangers aspect and you're looking to reach a specific group of people, or maybe you're completely virtual you know, maybe then I think Joe would have more trouble speaking to everybody if he had to do that. So maybe that's a good, it's just a good thing to think about. Um, I I think what I realize is a lot of us are offline. A lot of the most successful advisors are face to face and now they're getting on social media. They've been on social media, but it's the in-person relationships that seem to have dominated. And then using social media seems to emphasize that maybe that's just where that comes from. What you're really alluding to is that Joe Conroy has built himself a brand. Yeah. in the community. And then all he did is apply that brand digitally and it has expounded and exploded his business. And I guess at the end of the day, that's why I think brand brand does work because a brand, you know, is so powerful that it, it, it has the ability to, to still reach the right people, you know? And again, I think there's better ways that anybody could go about this and do this. But um, even as he was, he didn't specifically say he's not bringing off a bunch of people online who he's never spoken to before, although it does seem mm-hmm. to happen. It's more so like somebody's watching his video and shares it or a friend saw it or can check him out or whatever. Uh, so again, don't, don't need to harp on that. Just something that made me think about a little bit differently, especially because of the advisor world and just realizing the people we talk to how much money most of these guys are making and they don't even step on social media. So yep. it's it's an interesting thing to think about. Agreed. What's up, Nick? What's up, How other Nick? Is it going? So uh, social Tracy, media works. You. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me get into the topic of why I want to talk about this. Why does why do I want to say social media works? You asked me who I wanted to work with, and I felt like I was still fumbling around a little bit. I realized my favorite thing. I called it opportunity. And opportunity is uh, an opportunity for me to talk about strategy. So that's what I'm looking for. Somebody who wants to speak about social media strategy, I think who would not be our target market is somebody we have to convince that social media works. Mm-hmm. It already works. That's too far of a push uphill. And that's too difficult for us because I find that the individual we have to convince that social media works and it's worth your time is never going to listen to the things that we say. Take one second there because I love this. The one who jumps on and fights us about social media, the irony is, why are we even having this conversation with you, Mr. 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 Advisor? Because you found us on social media. Like I didn't door knock and get in front of you. I, I always think that, you know, and if if somebody asks us, what do we do? It's we create this for you, whatever this <laughs> is. Whatever we're doing, whatever this aura is that we're fumbling through and slowly built and structured, we provide for other people. It's real and it's there. Brand. We talk about these words and I think they get lost in translation. The real effect is the result of it. But you have to do the things that are necessary to create things like this. And it takes a lot of hard work. And I feel that um, I, I still think what I'm realizing as we meet people and over and over I, and this isn't one specific person. This isn't anybody I talked to just a day ago. This is this has been the last couple of months. This has been a reoccurring theme. This is calls mm-hmm. I get, you know, every other day, which is somebody who has the list of the product gauntlet. They have the website thing. They have somebody doing something for them. They have the program, the automatic emails and the whatever. And they end up spending a couple thousand dollars like trying to make people show up in their lap is what I realized. Rather than creating a simple infrastructure, hiring in-house to make sure that you have sustainable marketing tactics that create your brand. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know how to convince somebody to do that. All I've realized is that's where I feel the most likely that I'm trying to sell the unsellable. Why do you think we keep having to have the same conversation over and over? I don't know why somebody <laughs> would find us on social media, want to talk, and then tell me why they don't think it works. I can't answer that. But that's why I wanted to create a topic and put the nail in the coffin and be like, this isn't what we're not talking about whether this works or not anymore. It's been around for a, for two decades. We're not, we're not, I'm not discussing social media works or not. It's, this is the strategy. This is how we navigate. This is the platform you use it and why should you even spend your time here? 
like that's what we really do. And I just felt it was necessary to bring that up after so many calls. Plus, I can never think of topics. Um, and I was feeling a little fiery this morning for whatever reason that that this is a this is a conversation we have time and time again where everybody's looking on the internet and seeing that the internet works and watching social media and nobody does anything about it. You know what's ironic? It's it's when grandpa bought an iPhone, right? Grandma bought an iPhone. Like the game's over. Like when 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 72-year-old grandma can navigate the iPhone, the game is over. Like that that conversation about digital anything is over. Like I I get the irony of you know, the the grandparent or the relative that pushed back so hard on the on the technology, they're like, "Why don't you just pull up the pull it up on the map on your phone?" <laughs> oh, weird! It's convenient when you need it. <laughs> yeah, I just this whole thing makes me chuckle. Go on TikTok and tell me that they're all thirteen year olds. You know how many people tell me that? I'm like, you know how many times I'm scrolling through and see people my age and up posting. 30, 40, 50, 70 grandmas of TikTok is a, is a freaking hashtag that all, all like, I don't know. I, I think, I think we, I don't know how we do a better job of that. And maybe that's not our place. You know, I, I think we, I also want to make sure we're providing strategy and value. So I didn't want to take a whole episode to, to talk to the people who are like, there's a bunch of people out there who watch us and they're like, duh, Ryan, I know it works. You know, that's yeah. why I'm using it. Now tell me yeah. how to use it. But yeah. it's just, and, and maybe I don't know that it's maybe maybe I'm just venting, but it's social media is just a tool that everybody should use. And the way I described it was like it's like a shovel. You know, you could turn the shovel around and you could jam the ground with the handle. You could pick it up and you could stab the ground over and over. You know what I mean? Or you could put it in the ground a little bit and kick the back of the footer place with your shoe, and and then and then you're actually digging a hole. I look at social media like a shovel. It's just a tool that we're using and it digs holes. It's just, are you using it correctly? Let's put a nail in the coffin here. I mean, I, I think if, if someone comes into our ecosystem and says, we need, I need help marketing. I need help building my brand. I need help bringing in people into my ecosystem through marketing. What can you do for me? And social media is bullet one, two, three, four, or five, whatever. And then they scoff and shake their head at it and question it. I think at that point, you and I make the decision that this is not someone we could probably work with. Like, there are good clients and there are not so good clients. And someone who's not willing to work with us or wants to fight us on what we believe actually works is probably not a good client. That's that's selling the unsellable, and that's not a not something I'm very interested in. Yeah, I just don't want to be another. I didn't want to be another cost for, to somebody. Nope. I don't want to be on your list of stuff that you're doing. You know, to me, we are that we are that list like we're we're what replaces that. Now, obviously, we're not building your website. We're not doing that stuff. Um, so I understand how some of these how some of these websites, 20 over 10 or something so that you can build your own thing, whatever may may benefit you. But the canned stuff and also, again, I, people don't like writing. They don't like video. They don't like whatever. Um, I understand then pushing over, you know, getting getting people to do other things for you. But at the end of the day, your brand, your message, something has to come from you. And I just think that we can't, if we can't convince somebody to do that, it's, it's not going to work. And that's also why you're having trouble. You're, you're just buying shit. Tactics, brand. Yeah. Right. Well, you do so, know, I think it's, yeah. you just, you know, you don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's the same old thing. And this is the same conversation that people have been having for 60 years. If everybody believed in it and wanted to do it and put in the hard work, everyone would be in terrific, awesome, beautiful shape. I love that, Nikki. Hard work. <laughs> this is the greatest. My mom is 71 and has online Zoom quilting meetings. Everybody's going to church on Zoom. I don't think that's going to change. I think people, some people are super excited to get back and go. I think 50% of the world is like Zoom church, never going back ever again. People will Zoom go in back my pajamas forever. Back. They'll, no, they'll people... go back on Easter and Christmas or you know, the, the big ones. And then, and then I don't know. I just think technology has, it's not just, it's not just now though. I didn't, I, you know, it's not just because of the pandemic. Uh, obviously that's a, been a big catalyst. It's forced a lot of people online, especially into something like zoom, but uh, this has been going on for years. It's been going on for years. And again, Keith Wilson has a video on TikTok where he has him cutting a lawn 
it's it's up 2.9 million views, almost 3 million views. That's one of his videos, you know, and all, uh, Keith is posting. He's great at it, obviously. So I, I don't want to say that everybody can just jump on there and do something like that. But he's resonating with two people. He's resonating with dads and he's re- resonating with kids who see their dads do that. So yeah, there's a lot of kids on there, but you can't tell me out of 3 million people watching it, there weren't a bunch of dads. You go through the comments, you're scrolling. It's just it's just dads over and over. Hilarious, you know? And, and that, that's my point of talking about social media is don't pretend like we know what's actually going on. Things are moving much faster than they ever were. So the learning curve is growing. So you're, if you're starting now, your capability to reach success to me is much farther than it's ever been. If you're starting now, you've got a lot to do. I mean, bottom line. Yeah. Um, Nick throws out, I met with an executive yesterday from another state. They found me on LinkedIn. They want to work with the best advisor for them. They don't care where the advisor is located. Again, like, I don't know. It's it's hard when we when we point to the people who I feel like have made it and they're succeeding and they found their thing. And I think a lot of us look like we're reaching or you think you're so far back, there's no reason to start. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm telling you is that you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money in different positions, doing things that you think are working instead of just really lean into something that you think is new. It's been around for 15 years, you know? So we need to stop pretending social media is new and use it like you're late and, and, and start speeding up. <clears throat> so guys, just to give everyone some context, if you're not sure what we do, um, Ryan and I run a company called MCO Advisors. We basically work with financial advisors on a consultant t- uh, on a coaching and consultative basis. We meet either monthly or biweekly, twice a month, and we coach advisors as if we were their chief marketing op- uh, uh, operator officer on how to grow their business through marketing. And this ridiculous thing that Ryan put at the bottom I, is not. This is not indicative of what I think. Um, bottom line, I'm just kidding. This is what I think we're trying to do here is just explain to people that how. Let me let me back up. How many times do we get a call from a prospective client that calls you, asks about our services, wants to know what we do and how we can help them, and then you call me and you're like. Nope. They want tactics. They want a uh, magic pill, golden silver bullet. Yeah. Um, half. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Uh, I, I, <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't mean to mess you up, Corey. Um, um, but seriously, uh, I think the reason why I feel so valuable and so true in what we do and know we can deliver for people is because I realize what that learning curve is and I realize it's difficult, but you got to be ready to take a commitment or my favorite person is somebody who's fumbling through and needs some direction and things like that because they're just trying, 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 trying. We have a lot of people like that. And again, all levels, all people different, making different kinds of money, but everybody who we're working with wants to grow. You know, they want to grow their business. They're they're not just thinking about making more money. They really want to grow their business. So that's, that's where I think strategy comes in and it is a little hard work. It is a little testing. You know, it's not like we're going to tell you something and you're just going to go find clients, although sometimes it does happen. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't sell the idea of that. You know, I sell the idea of hard work and realizing that what working with us improves your marketing, improves your business because you have to improve yourself to, to get through the things you don't like doing and stepping out of your comfort zone, all that stuff that that makes you successful. It's what got you here in the first place. You just have to do it again. You got to turn it back on. You know what I mean? Everybody gets to this point and you're sitting there and you're like, I kind of want to grow, but I'm sitting with my family. I'm making good money and I'm chilling. Then fine. Like turn the car off and just chill and just coast. Don't beat yourself up. Don't pretend like you need to hit an arbitrary figure or something like that, (laughs) but, or do it and start growing your business and start running that thing. Start. And you you have to decide whether you want money or legacy, because if you want money, you need to get to a certain point. Obviously, if we're all starting, we want money, but some of you guys are crushing it and you're, and you're, and you're fine. And you don't need to, you don't need us. You don't need to work hard to grow your business anymore. But if you want to, we're here. I would counter that a little bit. I mean, I don't care how much you're crushing it. Uh, different perspective and, and, and some guidance on how to do things a little differently can help you no matter what. I mean, we have some clients that are absolutely crushing it. And I mean, one of our clients put me to the test uh, a week or two ago and I was like, wow, I mean, these guys have their act together. I've got to like step this up into, you know, 
senior level stuff, like refining the refinements at that level. Yeah. Um, somebody who's doing something really well and doing and doing awesome is like, what am I missing? You know, it's kind of thing. And that's fun too. you know, getting into it, trying to figure out finding opportunity. Like I said, is my favorite thing, figuring out that strategy, but you're right. It puts it to the test. Um, and, and sometimes I love the blank slate as well, as long as the person's, like I said, willing to push, because then it's like, all right, now we need to probably chisel things away and take things off your plate. What mm-hmm. I feel is with somebody just starting is they, they fill up their, their bag with ideas and then, you know, and, and they're not building. So we're starting simpler. Um, there's a lot of ways to go about this guys. It just depends where you are, but you know, we're here if you need us. Um, and you know, this, this rant brought to you by, uh, MCO advisors. One thing um, I was thinking a little about, and as we've got a few extra minutes here, two, two points I want to make. One, we had 20-some-odd people here um, at least a few minutes ago. Event, I think. Sure. To think that we would have had five people live back in October was a reach. So mm-hmm. just just think about that and how long you know, October, November, December, January, halfway through February, how long that takes to build an audience of just an additional 15 people. Yeah. It takes a long time. And that's why this stuff's hard. That's why people don't stick with it because they turn around and, and you've had, you and I've had these conversations and it's like halfway through December, halfway through January, like I'm tired. I can't keep doing this. It's not worth it. And then you get a message and it says, found you through the show. Keep it up. Awesome work. Love it. Can't tune in every day, but I'm, I'm there pretty consistently. And you're like, yeah. all right, I should probably be doing this. You know, so that stuff comes up. Yeah. Don't forget that the hardest thing about marketing is that it's working when it doesn't feel like it. And you have to remember that you have to keep that strong in your head and in your heart that your message and what you're putting out. And that's why that's why we pick the mediums you enjoy, why we talk about consistency, because there's a whole month where you're doing a bunch of work and it feels like jack nothing. And then for and then for for some reason or another, you know, the next month pops up and you get three meetings. One was a referral, somebody who looked, checked out your videos and liked you. One person was a stranger from another state and coming like that's how this business works. Mm-hmm. And and marketing doesn't change that. It doesn't make people show up in February, but maybe when you had a few people in March, it makes more people show up in March. It just emphasizes the way the business really is already run. So I know we look at marketing too as I want I want some more consistency. I want people to jump in when they want to jump in. That's I, and I understand that. I think activity helps create that to where you're at least a little <clears> busy every month. But really, what we're doing is we're putting in the work, whether people show up or not, because it is working, and you're just staying top of mind. It's a difficult thing to come to grips with, but once you understand that and you make that mental shift, it's a lot easier to keep going. I agree. <clears throat> let me let me ask you my second or bring up the second point. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, and this is probably a topic for another show, but I know we have a guest tomorrow and then we'll go into the weekend. So I, I don't want to lose, lose it. Charles something, Freeman. Something I tomorrow. was thinking about, um, last night. Yeah. And I'm not a financial advisor, but if I were, I know the three things, like I always like to break it down into bite-sized things so that people can handle it. What are the three things a financial advisor should just make sure they're executing on before they do anything else? In your opinion, in terms of marketing, you mean? Yes. You have to have a, you have to be speaking to, and I kind of consider this marketing. So maybe we should break it down into most people think they should be posting on social media. To me, you can be doing that, but you need to be speaking to your current client base in some way or form. Okay. That's one monthly newsletter, have an infrastructure in place where you're speaking to them, you're calling them, doing their mm-hmm. annual reviews, that that bucket is first. So, you know, relationships first. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I would say would be start building your infrastructure uh, where you're having where your people can contact you and making sure your links work and your emails and like you have a decent website. And again, people can go somewhere because we can spend a lot of time marketing and if people can't get a hold of you easily, I can just, you know, friction just doesn't do any, doesn't okay, do any good. Okay, that's two. What's three? Three would be now you have to find out what content you want to put out. And that's the, or, and I guess that could lead into infrastructure where you're doing the who, what, where, why videos. So you're trying to figure out who you are, tell people about your service and tell who you can help and what problem you solve. 
Okay. So here's, I'll share with you my notes. This is the three things I would execute on. And I think they're probably pretty aligned with what you said there. Um, if I were an FA, I'd start my marketing by executing on only three things, video, email, and then the social media feeds where my audience lives. So email that covers your current client base. I, I, I would make sure that every prospect and client and every email address that you have is being communicated with consistently, whether that's every other week or at least monthly. Two, I would create my foundational videos and focus on videos of telling my story because just like Joe Conroy said, and just like so many advisors, you putting a video out creates, it breaks down those that first and second impression that someone has of you. They feel like they already can shake your hand and say hi once they see who you are. And number three is the feeds where your audience lives and spends their time, whether that's Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever else you can be. If, if, if you have, a, if you're an RIA, you can spend some time on Instagram, but spending time on the feeds where your audience consumes content is where, where I would. So video communication through email and spending time in the, in the social media feeds. If you could only focus on three things. Uh, what do you think of lead magnets? That's a good question. I'll pop this up for you. Corey, what do you think of lead magnets? If they're awesome, are they still okay? Or do you think they are dot, dot, dot? Nick, hit wow. me with some more context. What's a lead magnet? Like so I can book. Oh, God almighty. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, that was in my post last night. If this, then that. Free webinar. Free ebook. Free white paper. Just for your email address, though. I hate that crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now here's a, the thing that somebody said too, I don't do and this is what I've been thinking about, especially with our webinar. This is what I, if I could go back in time, what I think I would do. I like the idea of the live event, but I want to make sure people get reminders, yep. but I think you can do that. And uh, we had trouble on LinkedIn. So we had, uh, we had the email and that we're able to communicate, but, um, I don't think that part was necessary. I think we could have left it live and the people who are going to show up are going to show up. Uh, especially if we can, if you host it on social media, it shows the alert there or something. Then, <clears throat> and, and I've been, I've been thinking about this recently, uh, Nick. And I'll describe it like this. And I'm stealing this from Chris Walker, as I've stolen a bunch of things. He talks a lot about gated content, and um, gated content is basically something that is just behind lock and key that you need to unlock with some of your information, most likely your name and email. And again, that's why we talk demand generation, all this stuff trying to step away from anything you're doing in the sense of trying to get somebody else's information in order to deliver something for them. And I would argue, Nick, that if you're download my amazing guide on three tips to help executives live the life of their dreams, um, I would say uh, I would. Fine. Well, Give it to them, though. Don't ask them for anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point. Making an, making an ad and share it and say, here's my ebook for mm -hmm. you to download. And it's just there. So I wouldn't look at it as a, a, I guess that's how I would turn, I guess what somebody would consider a lead magnet into a demand magnet. It's just by giving it to them. Just take out the, take out the lock and key. You don't need to drip on them and email on them and things like that. You know, that the, the ad is doing that. The ad is dripping. You guys, your, your content is dripping. Nick, you know, the answer to this, you're asking this rhetorically. So, you know, let's cut the shit. I know you know the answer to this, but maybe, maybe. look, maybe you are a realtor and you are hosting an open house, get as many people into that open house that may be interested in that home that you are selling as you can. Don't stop them at the front yard and say, wait a minute, let me check, let me see your credentials. I wanna make sure, you know, da da da. Um, you know, do you fit my profile? Give me your email address so I can email you following this. Um, I'd love your mailing address as well so that once you leave my open house, I can target you. Welcome them into the open house, show them the home, talk to them, get to know them, and maybe they'll be interested in buying it and maybe they won't. But either way, you've, you've shook their hand and built a relationship there. Goes back to what Ruffalo said too. I think people are performing sometimes in the sense that social media is going to go away. And I think that's the mistake. Uh, what I'm telling you is take advantage of the attention that's here and reach people the way they want to be reached and make as much money as you can in this gap of time. But don't pretend like you're gathering a bunch of leads. And then when Facebook goes away, now I got my eat my sick email campaign that's going to follow up with everybody. You missed the mark here because you didn't act appropriately. I'm, I have I'm, I'm big changed on that. my tune a lot on this. Um, I, I, I was under the assumption that 
LinkedIn was following the trajectory of Facebook at the speed that Facebook matured. And it's not at all. And I thought that we had another 12 to 18 months of this organic and then it was going to wrap up and turn into Facebook and doors are shut. I'm extending what I believe, like just as real time, I'm telling you guys, I've been thinking about this. I think the, the LinkedIn, I think we're still in the middle innings. I think we're still in the fourth or fifth inning of this thing. I think there's a long ways to go. I think corporate America and the employees of corporate America still treat LinkedIn like LinkedIn of, of 2012. And you're still like advisors. You're probably so much more adept at LinkedIn than the typical corporate America um, professional out there. So what I'm saying is I think LinkedIn has, <clears throat> excuse me, a long way to go. Yeah, I agree. I was I was saying like if somebody asked me that, I'm like I don't even think about that because I don't worry for the next two years. Um, I don't know. That's it. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick, yeah. Uh, Nick. yeah. No, nobody came from our webinar either. We had fifty some people there. Fifty four mm -hmm. people there. Two calls. Not one individual. Now we hit a really good pain point with a solid campaign, but. It was the wrong individual. They're the wrong individuals. You're looking at that webinar a little differently than I am. I don't see the webinar as a lead magnet at all. I see the webinar as a pure value. I mean, we yeah. didn't that that well, the, yeah. You didn't like the registration process because you think that people registering for that is a lead magnet. Unfortunately, webinars just in their nature. I do think you need a registration for a webinar unless you have the brand of a. Simon Sinek, a Gary Vaynerchuk, a Lewis Howes. Like we know not many people have the brand to go out and say, we're going to be live on Thursday at 4.30. Make sure you join us. And then they capture everybody. Like people do need the reminders. And I think for most of you guys, you know, for everybody, I would continue with the registration for your webinar. Just limit the amount of stuff you're asking. Just get a like first, last, an email or, or just, you know, name if you can. Uh, you actually include email because you're going to want people to put it on their calendar, but don't view it as a lead gen activity, view it as a value add activity, but they do, you do want them to register so that they actually attend. I think that's the, the thing there. Uh, I don't know. I feel different because I think if you were, you know, I think distribution is hard and getting people is difficult and you're talking about it. And I understand that, but I also think people who really care and want to be there and do things will, will show up. Um, I don't know. I, I go back and forth and I understand it's, it's, I think really what it goes into is your intent and it's, we're not the, everybody who signed up didn't jump into an email sequence where we're like, Hey, here's what we do. Here's what we're about. So you haven't even sent them anything. <laughs> yeah. We didn't, we didn't treat it like a lead thing. We really treat it like it was a use the email to remind them, put it on the calendar, people show up, something like that. So I think it's how you go about it. But again, I still think there's something about, I, I just think there's something about webinars where people go in to be educated and not to buy something. So we're looking at it as we hope people at the end of the day, you're still trying to do, I want to provide value, but I want to provide value to the right group so that people find value in us and want to work with us. You know, it's easy to do a bunch of free webinars. I want something. No, I, I, I mean, I get where you're going with it. I just, I don't understand how, yes, ex Nick, that's why I agree with you. If it's not on my calendar, I'm not doing it. That's why there needs to be something like you, you can put, like a live event on LinkedIn, fine. And then have people add it and then that's going to go on their calendar. So there has to be some reminder put in place or else you, like, it can't I, be totally frictionless. I also know me, like if people ask me for something, I usually put in an email or something that I don't really use in case people bother me. Then they go to that other crap email that I don't care about, but I also get it on my calendar. So that's, uh, I, I get it. I get putting somebody there, but it's, it's, I don't know the brand. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't think webinars work even when people, that's my point. The, webinars don't work if people register. So I think by taking out that part of it is you want people to be reminded, but really I want people at the event. So I kind of just want it to be open. So maybe there's Why just Why don't you think ad. webinars work? Why don't I? Yeah, you said webinars don't work. I don't find anybody who does consistent webinars and brings in consistent business. I don't know. I don't know how advisor webinars go. I, I think most of it's um, canned and that yeah, it's hard to put your own own thing in there, but it, you can build your own and obviously get it approved. But then you have to get people there. It costs a lot of money. I think it's a very low intent event. That's that's my point. I think people who are going there are 
and it doesn't mean, I guess, not to ever do it. But, you know, if somebody was going to ask me, should I do a webinar? Um, I would say, you know, to your current people, yes, because you can send a link to a current list and individuals to whatever, but trying to get new people onto a webinar, I just think is really difficult. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Yeah. That's um, what I want to talk to that guy in Tennessee, I guess. I know there's people doing it. Don't get me wrong. Everything works, but I, I don't know. I just, as far as a, a tactic or a consistency, it's just not something that I think is, yeah, again, going to that email list and people you've already been talking to doing a webinar for that is a different, is a difference. Well, I guess he's, he's probably at building ads and building that list. So yeah, law of numbers. Sure. I if our webinar was focused on advisors at a different firm, I think the, the, uh, the results would have been a lot different. I agree. That, that was my point too. I agree. Um, I don't know, but I also think people show up to the show and they don't have, they don't have uh, alerts, you know, it's Nick, it's not on your, it's on your calendar yeah, you because you put it there. That's different. This is appointment. People know it's nine, you know, no one knows Tuesday at 11 15 is a webinar. If you talk about it, you will. Or if you put it up consistently, if it's on your, if you do it every Tuesday, it would work. I think Two that's sides what I would say. Point, guys. Corey says, add a registration. Ryan says, don't. Yeah. We don't have to agree. I would take literally because I'm, I, I guess to me, I'm like all or nothing. I literally take away, I understand the convenience of somebody putting it on and maybe people would find that annoying, especially, but I find if I can take away every single, I guess, thing that lets people just see the content right away. That's just, that's just the way I go. I, so I don't look at a web or any different. I look at figuring out how I can just make sure people can just click and just show up. But I, I do get what you're saying. This is why it's good to have us. You know, we're not always going to agree. That's why it has two of us as well. And um, I'm more than happy to be wrong. Uh, it's one of my favorite things, actually, because then it means I found a new avenue of something that I was ignoring because I was wrong. And now this is a new thing I can look at. If we found maybe one of my first goals, this is just what we believe. Maybe one of my next goals should be to find people who are killing it with webinars and talk to them about why. But I mean, if that guy's spending, you know, $20,000 a month on webinars, then sure, you know, like you're like you're saying, Nick, law of large numbers, most of us can't do that. And you, you get, you know, you spend five to 500 to $1,000 to get a bunch of people on a webinar, and some people don't show up and you think they're watching it. I don't know. That's just my idea. Well, I want to be clear. I'm not arguing with you whether or not webinars work. I'm disagreeing with you on whether or not they should have some sort of registration reminder tool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, or, or I, uh, okay. I don't you, agree. You, I mean, you're, yeah. I understand. That's what I meant to say. Mm -hmm. I understand. Um, I get it. Um, that's it guys. We're, we're, cool. gonna, we're, we're just going to sit here and, and we'll probably hang up and just keep arguing about it. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, excited for a big, should we talk? Well, I don't want to talk about it yet. We're, we have a new site coming. That's going to be really exciting. We have a new site coming for everybody. Well, not for everybody. You guys will see it. It'll probably look a little bit similar to you guys, but for members, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. We're doing a ton of building right now, and we're in the process of, um, you know, obviously eating our own dog food and really building a solid infrastructure for everybody. Uh, the new site will allow us to put in videos and, and courses and have a new member section and just do a bunch of stuff that allows us to do little videos I think will be cool. Here's the financial planning process. Watch these next five videos for, for younger guys or anybody who's trying to figure that out. Uh, Corey, here's how you should look at your website and you can go through maybe putting on a website and put those in there. Maybe we can have one off where people can just buy the courses if they don't want to join or it's a course slash maintenance idea. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff we'll be able to do. So I'm super excited to, to keep building and show you guys that when it's all ready. I think one of my big focuses right now is ecosystem. And um, I think the goal is to build an MCO Advisors ecosystem that you could come into as a member and get everything you need on a marketing, consultive, coaching basis within that one ecosystem without friction. Yes, that will be, that's the goal. And we will get there and we will get there. So uh, again, appreciate you guys for being here as always. Tomorrow we have on Charles Freeman. Don't forget, I'll start getting that post ready. Um, we have uh, where we're going to be talking about bubbles, bears, and Bitcoin. So it's going to be awesome. I'm super excited to do that with you guys.
and I don't mean to harp on this guys, but look with the webinars, with the automated email stuff, with everything, it's just people have been doing it so long. And so many people are trying to save so much time with so much automation and all this stuff. I just, every, I think the world is used to that content and it's, it's just, everything's becoming like the phone call. And that's why I'm thinking about like, you see something, you're already even a little upset or whatever. I just look at it like we need to decrease as much friction as humanly possible and add more human being in everything we do. People are tired of robots. We don't mind robots when it helps us, but when they're in our way and we have to talk to one, it's so everybody knows how frustrating it is. You get on Verizon. I can't get to the right person for like six minutes. You know what I mean? It's just so that's why I dug my heels in with the conversation we had two weeks ago with the bot, the chat bot bullshit i hate that crap yeah to say to say like and some of these are getting pretty good you know if i'm at a chat bot there's chances are that i'm there because i i don't i want somebody to give me an answer that i couldn't find on google or somewhere else so if you're just going to google me and send me to your your paragraph where now i'm back to reading stuff find my own answer like that's not you know that's not how you that's not how you treat somebody i would never be like oh you have you need that go to google so, you know, I would be like, I love the chat bots who are like, here's this. Why can't answer that? I'm connecting you to a person. That's that's mm-hmm. what I want. That or that or get out of my face. If it's all automated, I can't. Uh, I hate it. Zach, add some context to this. I want to know what you're talking about. Probably this. Uh, maybe he's thinking the saturated market of um, leads in general and in email I'm, I'm lists. hoping he's not talking about something you mentioned about with our new website and which i just think you may have used a term um no right. zach wouldn't zach wouldn't do such a thing mco debates <laughs> every morning at 9 30. <laughs> we don't disagree so, on a lot that's the problem it's true we don't um it's true we don't and honestly you know i need more data that's just where i stand today right now if I, i'm happy to change my mind i'm happy to be wrong but I'm I'm in the world of pushing against old and and anything that's been done for ten or fifteen years. I think there's some tried and true. Don't don't reinvent the wheel. But I think sometimes we think don't reinvent the wheel, and then you do something lazy. So you need to be careful about that statement and what you're labeling as as what should keep going and what should not. So that's mm-hmm. just we'll see we'll see where we go. Zach, I'm hanging out to you. Get more. Give me more context on that. <laughs> Corey's Corey's set on the fact that what you're saying is that we're delivering something that nobody, nobody delivers what we're doing right now. No, I want to make sure that you, you use the term courses and I want to make sure he isn't referencing that because I think what you meant to say is we want to offer people on demand tutorials on how to do things so that they consume some of the content on their time instead of having us live. I know Zach too. Well, I know that's not what he was talking about. And if it was, then he can go himself. Oh, you don't ever challenge this show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Zach's awesome. I love Zach. Um, I'm sure that's not what he meant, but feel free to clarify so that uh, Corey can finish the rest of his day. Um, I and and I was I want to be light with courses. I think we spend a lot of time crapping on courses in the beginning. So I think everything goes into a tent. Intent again. I don't hate webinars just because somebody's doing them. Again, Nick, I bet you your webinar is amazing. Uh, I'm just not sure if the webinar tactic is something that I believe in. But I bet you, you doing a webinar would be amazing. And I think with your brand, if you had an email list of people you're talking to sending pictures, then that would crush. I think if you're trying to put it on Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, and then you're going to be spending money to get people there, just like we did. It's just hard. See, you, I hate courses. <laughs> well, we call it whatever you want. I mean, and I guess that's the way I hate webinars. Like I want it to be a live event. That's why I take out the registration. To me, then it's like, now you just show up. Now it's like the show. And that's, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. So same thing. I don't, I just want somebody to be able to watch something on their own time and be like, okay, I'm getting value in between talking to these guys. So really what I'm looking is to Period. provide that for members so that they're like, oh, I, I have a question about this video. I think it also keep the meetings moving. Too many people would tell something to do. We talked to them two weeks later and it's like, I haven't done any of that. And I'm like, well, you're paying us $500. Like we gotta, we gotta move forward or we gotta help you get going or, or you're not gonna, you know, you're, you're, you're wasting your time. So uh, I think those videos will help people, especially in the middle of things and like, a, you know, sales training. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we've been throwing. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just I something. think we're, we're harping on the webinar thing and the courses thing. We're both in agreement and disagreement in the in the in the minutia of, of we're in agreement of the macro disagreement in some of the 
language or yeah yeah probably how everything's labeled more so, more so likely but I, I i like the idea of it either way um it's going to be a lot of uh a lot of exciting crap going on so you guys can look forward to that as we're as we're constantly building in the background so besides doing the show obviously we work with you guys one on one provide value with you guys we're just trying to continue to do that the more you guys talk to us the more topics the more guests changes our mindsets and how we're moving and what we can build. So, you know, I'm excited to see where this goes over the next year. And if you guys yeah. need help, uh, feel free to, you know, jump to our website. You can book a call with me if you want to chat about something. If you're not sure about where you fit in, I'm always willing to speak to people. Um, and if you, if you, if you need a few seconds. So one of the things I'm going to be hesitate. big on over the next 60 days is this fractional um, CMO thing. Like, I think that's the easiest way for me to explain what we do. We basically are your chief marketing officers. We, tell you what to do, how to do it, exactly why it should be done. We basically walk you to water and then you just have to do the actions, take the drink. Uh, we're going to show you everywhere to be and, and how to get there. Yep. And I oh. guess if I could say one last thing, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, okay. Seriously, guys, we will see you tomorrow. Charles Freeman, super excited. Uh, bubbles, bears, and Bitcoins talking about where he thinks the market is headed how to handle um, the market downturn in a distribution phase, the bear part, and then Bitcoin, a little bit about what's been going on with cryptocurrency, well, how he feels about it, which I already kind of know, but I'm excited to talk to him about that. So bring your questions and uh, and I am, I'm super excited. So that's going to be really fun. And uh, you guys are still talking. Now I have to stay here. Okay, let's, we got to, sorry. Sorry, Zach. I was trying to click this one. Um, Michael Gordon jumping in. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Advisors will spend a thousand a month, not be responsive to their CMO or BCMO and get mad at them. I don't get it. I agree, man. I, I, I think a lot of people, like I said, when you buy something, you're like, what are you doing for me? And, mm -hmm. and the guidance is powerful and somebody telling you how to work out. But again, if you want somebody to just lay muscles on you, you have to pay a shitload of money for that. You know, that's a, that's a lot. We're now we're, we're on, now we're in the thousands. Like you want somebody to market, build your brand, build, you know, that's you, you look yeah, at I'll what we are you. now. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, and we'll add a zero. I'm, I'm dead serious. You know what I mean? 2,500, $5,000 a month. Now we'll run the whole show. Yeah. Like, let me know if you guys want that. But you know, we're trying to give a cost effective way for you guys to be able to do it. And I don't know anybody else who, who's providing that much value, but you got to be able to do the work or you got to way overspend to get the get the results yeah i love that man like all right you need it you need the work done like let's have the conversation ryan and i'll we'll jump in and do it but it's not for a couple hundred dollars like that's some serious time and effort that goes into doing that stuff yeah 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 i mean we're sitting here on zoom telling you exactly what to do again you want somebody to do it for you and you don't even have to touch like boom boom it's you just have to understand you have to pay for something like that Give me a minute on this. What's what's David? Your question. What do you think about value based pricing? You love it. It's completely op opposite of um, the product sized services. Um, I'm assuming he means a services model versus buying. Um, what do you think about value based pricing? I love it. It's completely opposite. I'm guessing of productized service. I think maybe he means, is he talking about the difference between like paying yeah. upfront for the value of something versus like hourly or, or I so. you know I what I mean? Consult versus package. Yeah. And the value of something. I mean, everything should be priced on value, you know? Agreed. And, and the time you're saving somebody and things like that. If you, if everybody did everything hourly of literally thing, how it took and you didn't add the value to it, then it would, you'd be taking out the specialty. And the whole reason, like the whole reason I can make a financial plan in 10 hours is just because I've been doing it so long and I can look at the information. I know where to go, but that doesn't mean I only charge people a thousand dollars because it's then it turns into a hundred dollars an hour or whatever. And it start people start thinking like that. So it's, it's, it's a little different um, that it's, I think it's always got to be value-based. Yeah. I mean, value is also, well, not always, sorry, but yeah, no, no, no. I'm as, just looking yeah. at his next comment. I mean, yeah, value is in the eyes of the beholder. So you have to have some parameters around that, David. I, I can't, you know, you and I can't come to an agreement and you say, Corey and Ryan, come help me. And if you provide value, I think that's worth a thousand bucks. Well, what if we get to the end and you're like, you didn't provide value, but we think we did. All right. So there's got to be some, I think, parameters to the whole thing. But I, I think 
the service level pricing versus the product level pricing is is I believe in the service level. Yeah. But based on the value he or she delivers, I still think it's always got to be like that. You just have to find somebody who finds value. That's my point. You're selling the unsellable. You know, I spent I spent 14 text messages back and forth with somebody who made $200,000 a year who didn't want to do a financial plan because he didn't think he had the cash to put down. And I know for a fact that when I broke it down, he spends more at the bar. And I'm like, get out of my face. You know, I don't even. We bring people, we give people advice. I'm not yeah. naming names. We give people advice on what to do. They do it. It brings them in hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then they still are having a hard time with the conversion to our paid service. Imagine if we did this bi-weekly or monthly with you. We had one simple conversation and it resulted in X. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know. What is what is what is so, your take on that? No, you, we were both clinking at the same time. My my take on paid courses. I got tired of digging and decided to start selling shovels instead. I think what we're about to deliver is way different. I think we've built a brand. We're building a brand. We'll be here for you always to answer your questions for free every morning at nine thirty. If you pay us, we're answering your questions specifically for you on a one-on-one or one-on-two virtual basis. And on top of that, you come into our ecosystem and we're going to give you a bunch of content that you can consume on your own time that can be a follow-up to what we just talked about live. Like I, I have a list of stuff that I shared with you this morning, like mm-hmm. how to create a podcast. And we give you, we tell you podcasting, you should do it. We'll teach you and walk you through how to do it in real time live. And then there's an on-demand video step-by-step that says, go here. It's me speaking. It's you speaking. Yeah. They know Sharing us. the screen like right. this. Like, yeah. It's, That's what I would do. Change. Same. I would legit share the screen. I would have right capital up and I would have sample client and I would go through and tell people, this is the information I'm putting in. This is what I say here. This is how I go through. And obviously that would take forever and try to figure out how to do that. But I can't imagine, like I can only imagine what a valuable course that would be for some people. And I just, yeah. if, If we deliver on what I think you and I are built, you know, want to deliver on it, forget about it. Game forget over. about it. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be sitting there just thinking, I need to give them our money. I should have changed that quote <laughs> to give them our money. Anyway, I got work to do. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, that's it. Uh, I'm very excited for the future and I'm excited for tomorrow's show and all this building. Please give us your topics and things you want us to talk about, whether in messages, in the comments, let us know the guests that you guys want. Uh, it really helps drive the show and let us know what direction we should go in. And again, um, it just, we, we just appreciate the engagement. So thanks guys. Thanks. And have yeah. a good rest of your day. Thanks for being here guys. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon.